It would be so lovely if simply setting a goal were enough to get you to act on that goal. But that is not how humans work. The current you sets goals for the future you, right? It does so assuming that future you will have the same level of motivation, the same resources, and is in other ways the same you as you are currently. But again, that's not the case. Wednesday you doesn't have the motivation Monday you had. So what you need to do... Welcome, my fellow humans, to another episode of the Healthy, Happy Human Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Levitin. I've got a great episode for you today, but before we jump in, I just want to let you know about the Healthy, Happy Human Academy Facebook group. This is a private Facebook group that I created for my coaching clients that I've opened up to the public free of charge. Inside, I do weekly live trainings, share helpful and motivational content, and support the members on their journeys to being healthy, happy humans. So if you're looking for a community of like-minded individuals, a place to learn and grow, then come join. The link is in the show notes, and I can't wait to see you. And now, on to today's episode. All right, here we go, folks. It's that time of year again. New Year's resolutions. January 1st, new year, new me. The running shoes have been purchased. Gyms are getting ready for their influx of new members. Q4 books are closed and the new Q1 signifies a fresh start for businesses all around the world. People are ready for change. They're ready to go. And maybe, hopefully, you are too. You know, in my many years as a coach, I have found that people tend to fall into one of two camps when it comes to New Year's resolutions. The first group loves them. They set them every year. They feel like the new year brings a fresh start, like the slate is wiped clean. And this is the group that I call eternal optimists. They live by the mantra that this is it. This year is going to be my year. And, you know, admittedly, it seems like it's becoming a little harder in recent years to retain that level of optimism. You know, 2020 was finally coming to an end and everyone sat back in relief like, oh, yes, finally it's over. And 2021 is going to be different. And. You know, now I'm recording this at the end of 2021, and we all know how that went, because as we head into 2022, things are seeming very close to early 2020 vibes, you know, so what a time to be alive. And, you know, it's it's no wonder then that I have seen more and more people who seem to belong to the second of the two groups, the two aforementioned camps that I just spoke about, and those are the people who love to drop little zingers like, you know, January 1st is just another day. There's nothing special about it. Or you don't have to wait for a new year to start your new life. Like, yeah, 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 thanks. I've heard it. Like, honestly, I have been the person to say that type of thing in the past. That was me. I was that guy. And I call that group, the second group, rational assholes. And if you're in that group and you're listening, again, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean because... Like I just said, I was that guy for a very long time. It's just that is the best way I can think to term it because it is rational. By all accounts, people in the second group are 1,000% correct. There is no discernible difference between December 31st and January 1st. There's no difference between January 1st and June 12th or 17th or whatever, except for maybe the weather in the second example. You know, dates are arbitrary numbers that humans invented to track the passage of time. 
And time in and of itself is an arbitrary human construct. So none of this is real. So, you know, the thought process of waiting for some random date, some changing of one random date to the next before we can take the necessary steps to better ourselves, it really is nonsensical when we think about it. And that's where the asshole part of the rational asshole comes in. Because anyone listening to this or having this conversation or who's been in the world for any length of time gets that, right? We all, we all know that. We, we know that to be the truth. When you say, hey, I'm, I'm starting to think I'm going to start working out on January 1st and someone comes back at you with like, well, you know, you can start today, right? Like there's no good response to that. It's not like your face lights up with shock and surprise and you go, what? Oh no, I didn't know that. Like, thank you, sir. I'm forever in your debt. Like, obviously, you know that. We all know that. The answer is, okay, yeah, thanks. Thanks, asshole. Right? So the question then is, why do people wait? If logically there's no difference, why do people gravitate towards New Year's and birthdays to start their better lives? Well, it turns out that there actually is a reason for this. You know, it feels hard to explain, but there is just something about a fresh start that just feels good. And this is innately inside of us as humans. So much so that it has actually been studied. And scientists have termed this the fresh start effect. And this is why, after learning about this, I've changed my tune from team asshole to team eternal optimist. Because... Now, I understand that people who like to set New Year's resolutions are not simply being silly. They're not lazily delaying change while they wait for January 1st to come on the calendar. I mean, yes, that's possible. I'm sure there are some people out there who are just always waiting for January 1st and then the summer and then Thanksgiving, and they're just always waiting, waiting, waiting. But I think that's a small subsection of people, and I like to have a a little more faith in humanity than that. In reality... I think that a lot of people, not knowingly, are actually leaning into our natural inclination as humans to feel motivated by, again, what these scientists have termed as temporal landmarks. And, you know, the authors of one study in particular that I was reading defined temporal landmarks as, and I'm quoting here, distinctive events that stand in marked contrast to the seemingly unending stream of trivial and ordinary occurrences that happen to us every day, end quote. And I think that just about sums it up. Seemingly unending trivial, sorry, seemingly unending stream of trivial daily occurrences. I mean, have a, has a truer statement ever been uttered? Like, If so, I haven't heard it. So a temporal, a temporal landmark can be any day or date that stands out for a particular reason, that stands out outside of the stream of just endless days, right? So January 1st is a huge one, obviously, right? It's the new year. But there's also the first of the month. You know, Monday being the first day of the work week stands as one as well. Birthdays, government holidays, anniversaries, and many other ones that I'm not thinking about. You know, it can literally be anything that signifies to your brain today is different than other days. And, you know, studies have proven this. As they tracked Google metrics for searches for words like diet and exercise and saw spikes on all of these days, right? Not just simply January 1st, although that might be the biggest, but people also tend to be thinking about diets 
anytime they are starting fresh, right? Searches go up on Monday and then they trail off as the week goes on. Searches go up for things about health on the first of the month and then trail off a week or two in. Searches go up near people's birthdays and near their anniversaries. And this is important to understand because it brings some validity to the notion of New Year's resolutions and other fresh start days, right? And if we can understand it, we can lean into it and we can make the most of it. So, you know, first I want to explain why it works. And then I'm going to leave you with some tactical advice for making this New Year's or new month or new week or whatever it is, the time that your new healthy habits finally stick for good. Okay, deal? Deal. All right. So the reason that I think that this is an important conversation to have and an important distinction to make is that we are talking about human nature here. This is not simply like, oh, those damn New Year's resolutioners clogging up my gym again. This is literally a natural human inclination. And one of the fastest, most surefire ways to live an unhappy life, I've talked about this many times before, is to knowingly or unknowingly fight against human nature. When you are trying to go against what we desire as humans, we oftentimes are going to find a lot of pain, uncomfortability, and eventually unhappiness. That is not a battle that you are going to win. When we talk about human nature, though, we know that everything happens for a reason. So, you know, what is the science behind the fresh start effect, right? Why have we evolved to have this inside of us at all? And, you know, as of right now, the science doesn't isn't exactly 100% sure, but there are some guesses out there. And basically, the one that makes the most sense to me is that when we think of our lives, there are really three things that are happening simultaneously that we're thinking about. We're thinking about going on what's going on right now. That's our current situation, what is. We're also thinking about the past, our past experiences and things that have shaped us thus far. And the last thing we're thinking about is the future. What's going to happen next? Where do we go from here? And since the present is where we are actually experiencing these things, right? The, the, the past is just a memory. The future is a prediction. The present serves as a divide, a marker between the past and the future. In your brain exists you, the past you, and the potential future you. And this is why temporal landmarks become important. Because as we stated in the definition, most days are just an unending stream of trivial daily occurrences. But these landmark days serve as a separation in your brain. And they serve as an easy place for your brain to say, hmm, okay, that was the old me, but what would the new me do, right? That's why this stuff is so important. If I'm a cigarette smoker, I'm a cigarette smoker. However, on the first day of the year or the new month, I have a chance to think there's the old Paul, last year's Paul, and maybe he was a cigarette smoker. But this is also a hard cutoff. And going forward is the new Paul. And I get to decide that person's story. And maybe he doesn't smoke. So to our logical thinking, Google Calendar having, you know, picture seeing minds, we can see that every day is the same and that for the 1st or the 20th or a Monday or a Thursday, it shouldn't logically make any difference to our goals of health, wealth, happiness, or anything else. However, if you've listened to this show a bit, 
you'll know that our brains rarely work logically. And if you haven't listened to the show a bit, I'd recommend you go and check out some older episodes that I'll link to in the show notes, uh, like episode 33, Developing Certainty and Creating Clarity, or episode number 11 about imposter syndrome, because they both talk about (laughs) the illogical things that our brain does quite often. So our brain hardly works logically. And although in reality, every day is the same, the fresh start allows for it to separate the past from the future, right? Old me and new me. And when there is something that we would like to change, like starting a new habit or breaking an old habit, this is much easier for our brain to wrap itself around when we have that fresh start. So, you know, you can think of it like what I do on a Wednesday is just what I do. It's I'm in the middle of my week. I'm in the middle of my life. This is just, that's my routine. But when I start my week off on a Monday, that's new Paul, which stands in contrast to yesterday, Paul, or last week, Paul. So today is a new day. It's a fresh start. It's a new me. So that's why rather than poo-pooing and ho-humming this, like with New Year's resolutions or with people like, this is going to be my year or whatever, I'm like, let's lean into it. Let's use this natural inclination that motivates many people, right? Studies show that 60 to 70% of people set New Year's resolutions and that number is going up with uh, millennials and Gen Zers and Gen whatevers because those people are more uh, motivated, I guess. So they feel motivated by the temporal separation, that time separation of past and future. And if that's what you need to get going, then I'm all for it, right? I mean, I'm an eternal optimist now. I'm, I'm all for whatever gets you moving towards change. So if it needs to be a new week, if it needs to be a new day, if it needs to be a new year, that's great. And the cool thing about this is, is when we understand that this, we can use it to our advantage, right? Understand that a temporal landmark is just a, a time that is that stands out. We have those all the time. We don't have to wait for New Year's because we have other times, a new month, a new week, a new day. Every, every new day actually is a temporal landmark in the grand scheme of things. So we can start to trick our brain a little if we want to play with these things. But, you know, that's all it is, right? A fresh start is simply that. It is a start. And that's important, right? Because you can't finish if you don't start. But that's just the first step of many. So the next question, what I want to talk about for the rest of this episode is where do you go from there? And I've spoken in the past about motivation a lot, right? People downplay motivation for the same reason they downplay New Year's resolutions. They go, don't wait till you're motivated, they say. And again, I've said these things. Motivation is just an emotion. You can't control it. If you're waiting to be motivated, you'll always be waiting. And once again, all of these are true statements. But they're true statements that really don't help. You know, the fact is, although motivation lies outside of our direct control, it still is very real. And rather than focusing our energy on the fact that motivation won't always be there, what if we simply leaned into the times when motivation was more high? Times like fresh starts. Right? So this is not saying that if you're wanting to change your life and you're listening to this on a Wednesday, that you should wait until Monday. Right? I'm, not, I'm not saying that you have to wait for a fresh start. What I am saying, however, is that if it is a Monday or the first or the first day of school after summer vacation and you are feeling particularly motivated because of that, then lean into it. Ride that wave. Right? So here are some tactical things you can do when you are feeling the motivation of a fresh start feeling like you're ready to leave the old you in last week, last quarter, last year, last whatever. And these are things that you can use 
if you're setting New Year's resolutions to make sure that this is the last time you feel like you haven't hit your resolution, all right? These are goal-setting things that are directly applicable to New Year's resolutions. So the first tactic that I'm going to give you is first and foremost to start small. The biggest mistake I see people make with things, especially like New Year's resolutions, right? Because we think they have to be this whole life-changing event is wanting to do too much too fast. You know, people will say something like, I'm going to be healthy in the new year. And then they jump straight to, I'm going to work out five days a week and I'm going to cut out carbs and I'm going to go from sleeping four hours, or four hours a night to sleeping eight hours a night. And I'm going to drink more water and I'll have less screen time. And the list just keeps getting longer and longer. And the longer the list of the things that you want, the, the things you want to change, the changes you want to implement, the higher the probability that you're not going to get those things. Because we have to remember rule number one of change. Rule number one, change is hard. Okay, if it were easy, you wouldn't have to set resolutions or goals around it. It would just happen. It would happen naturally. So understand that everything you add to your list, you're stacking more and more hard things and every hard thing you add is another shot against you. So when setting resolutions, we wanna make them as small as possible so that they are actually achievable and not pile on every single thing along with the kitchen sink, which is actually going to have the opposite effect that you want it to. And that effect is you're gonna get burned out and you're gonna end up quitting, right? Looking at the science of the fresh start effect, we can start to see why we get sucked into setting sometimes comically large goals in the new year because it's a new year, it's a new me. You know, the guy who was too tired to go to the gym after work, who stopped at McDonald's instead of meal prepping, that was last year, Paul. This year, Paul, is going to be different. Right, So the, the fresh start effect puts up a stark divide between the two, which is great, again, for motivation's sake. But take it with a grain of salt because simply predicting it is not enough. You still have to go out and be the person that your brain is planning you to be in the future. And that's where the things get tricky. So again, always remember and respect rule number one, that change is hard. And because of that, keep your ambitions manageable and realistic. If you want to learn more about this, go all the way back to episode two of this podcast. Scroll, 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 scroll. And it's all about goal setting. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. The next thing that you need to do if you want to have success come from a fresh start for your New Year's resolutions or whatever else you're trying, whatever time you're trying to change, the second thing I want you to remember is to have a clear definition of what you're working on right? New Year's resolutions. People all the time will make New Year's resolutions like, I'm going to be more healthy. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to eat better. But what the hell does that mean? What is healthy? What is more? What is better? These ambiguous terms don't set out a clear definition or expectation of what you were working towards, which then ends up screwing you up. For one, it doesn't tell you what to do next, right? Eat healthy. Okay, what does that mean? Does it mean to fast? Does it mean eat more spinach? Does it mean eat less sugar? Does it mean drink more water and less soda? Does it mean drink diet soda? You know, I don't know because these things mean different things to different people. If you ask a vegan, a keto person, an intermittent faster, someone who cares about their gut health, they're going to have very different answers for you. But you should certainly figure it out before you start because if not, you're going to end up going down a path of frustration and burnout. And then... Another reason that these ambiguous goals hurt you is because they don't give you a win. 
How do you know when you've reached that thing, right? Our brain likes to be able to quantify things. That's why for better or for worse, usually for worse, we pay attention to the scale. There's nothing magical about it, but it puts things into a nice, neat, tidy little box. It gives you a number that your brain can understand. Words like good and better don't mean much, right? Exercise more, eat better, be healthy. That's not real to our brain. It's not quantifiable. What does more healthy mean? What does work on my fitness entail? Get specific. That way you can say for sure if it happened or not. With my clients in the Healthy Happy Human Academy, I call these checkmark goals, like a checkmark, you know? When you make a goal, I want you to be able to say with certainty at the end of the given time period, did it happen, yes or no, with a check or an X, right? So if this is a weekly goal, a monthly goal, whatever it is, check or X. It can get to the end of January, and who knows if I was more healthy. I mean, I added kale smoothies. Is that enough? I walked more. Does that count? Oh, wait, but I also went out drinking three times. Oh, wait, but I also did this. Oh, wait, but I also did that. So in that situation, I can't say for certain if I hit my goal or not. And my brain, not liking this ambiguity, not liking when it can't quantify and say for sure if it achieved a goal that it's been working hard towards, is going to more than likely say that it's over it, right? In that situation, I don't know. However, if my goal is specific and quantifiable, like something like, I'm going to get 6,000 steps per day, and I'm going to reduce my instances of eating out at fast food to one times per week. See, these are very trackable. At the end of the week, I can with, uh, with certainty say, check or X, did I get 6,000 steps each day? Yes or no? It's, there's no, there's no wishy-washiness there. There's no ambiguity. Did I eat out at fast food more than one time this week? Check or X. There's no ambiguity there. And then once you have small manageable goals, and then you have a defined definition of what done looks like for each of those goals for a specific time period, the third step that you need is strategy, right? So let's continue with uh, you know, the health thing. You understand now that simply saying, like, I'm going to be more healthy is an ambiguous goal. And it's also too broad with too many factors, right? So instead, you use the methods that I just talked about. And you say, starting January 1st, I'm going to drink eight glasses of water per day and exercise four times per week. Like, boom. All right. Love that. Okay. We have two simple goals, just two. They're directly quantifiable. You can know each day and each week if you have or if you have not hit those goals. Okay, but now what? See, this is another place that people mess up because this is where people tend to stop. They set the goal with no plan of attack. And again, rule number one, I'm always going to come back to this. Change is hard. I, I can't overstate this enough. Like literally, it cannot be said enough. Change is hard. It would be so lovely if simply setting a goal were enough to get you to act on that goal. But that is not how humans work. The current you sets goals for the future you, right? It does so assuming that future you will have the same level of motivation, the same resources, and is in other ways the same you as you are currently. But again, that's not the case. Wednesday you doesn't have the motivation Monday you had. So what you need to do if you want real long-term success 
is set out specific structured methods for getting there. Drinking eight glasses of water is a great jumping off point. But when will that happen? Where? Do you have the water with you all day at work or will you be drinking it at certain times throughout the day? Is it at home before you leave for work and then as soon as you get home from work? Like, let's get real. Exercise four times per week. Okay, what will you be doing? When? Where will it happen? Have you taken the weather into account? Parking? Whatever else might affect the outcome of you actually getting this goal, right? If your boss dropped a huge project on you that was due in four months, you wouldn't simply mark off that date on your calendar with a note that said project done. You'd break it down into its manageable parts and start working from now until then to make sure that you're able to handle it all and to get it in under that deadline. And that's why a plan of attack is crucial if you want long-term success. Notice that I mentioned with both of those goals to ask when and where you're going to do them. This is a super easy hack that you can use. As studies have shown that people who put a place and time on their goals are much more likely to follow through. Meaning, someone who says, I'm going to work out three times a week versus someone who says, I'm going to work out this week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. directly when I leave work. That second person is going to have a much higher probability of actually achieving those goals and seeing them through to fruition. And all it took was a little planning ahead. All right? So let's recap. If you're motivated by fresh starts, that's fine. This is natural. This is your brain saying, okay, I am ready for change. Just lean into it. They happen all the time. Use it to your advantage. And remember that a fresh start comes whenever you want them to, right? It doesn't have to be a new year. It can be a new week, a new day, a new semester, a new quarter, a birthday, literally anything else. Use this phenomenon to your advantage. If you want to make the most of your fresh start, like with a New Year's resolution, remember these tips. Start small. Make it manageable. Have clear definitions of what you're working towards. Remember, check mark goals to make it quantifiable. Did I do this or did I not? Yes or no? No ambiguity. Create a plan of attack. And bonus points if you can link that plan to specific times and places of where and when you will actively do your plan. And then the lastly, the last ingredient that you need in your success cocktail is some form of accountability. I dedicated an entire episode, number 46, titled The Secret of Success to Coaching and how and why I think that coaching is such a powerful tool. So I won't get into it right here too much. And go listen to that episode if you're interested. But the moral of the story is accountability is real. Having someone outside of yourself to help you, to guide you, to check in on you when things are getting hard is invaluable. Because remember, I hope you can guess what I'm going to say. Rule number one, change is hard. This shit is fucking hard. Point blank, period. Most people do not achieve their goals. Most people fail. Most people give up. And the people who do achieve great success almost never do it alone. Having accountability structures in place can be a big step towards not letting yourself be one of those people who is always failing. And this is why I created the Healthy Happy Human Academy and one of the many reasons why my clients get real long-term results. It's because I've created accountability for them. So, you know, if you want to make a change, seek out a coach or a friend or a therapist or literally someone, anyone who's going to hold you accountable. Because this stuff is hard. You're going to mess up. You're going to want to quit. The fresh start will come and go. 
the allure of the new whatever will fade and you will still be there, just alone with your thoughts. And that is when a coach or an accountability buddy will come in to save the day. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you think that I personally might be a good person to help you, then let's chat. As of recording this, I'm launching a new program called the 3B Solution, and I'm taking on a handful of new clients in 2022 for its first pilot run. So go to the show notes, uh, reach out to me on Instagram, or click the link to join the free Healthy Happy Human Academy Facebook group, and you can contact me there as well as see over 20 free training videos that I've created for my clients. Um, All right, well, that's all I've got for you today. If you're listening to this in the new year, happy new year. Happy new week, happy new month, new day, new whatever. Today is a fresh start, no matter when it is. The old you who didn't accomplish goals, they're gone. The new you is here. And you're now better equipped with new skills and new knowledge to take on the world. You can do it. I believe in you. And if you've got value out of this episode, share it with a friend. Send it along to someone who has struggled with New Year's resolutions in the past. Because I'm sure, just like I do, you know someone that has struggled because everyone has. All right, that's it for today. As always, thank you for being here. I hope you got a lot out of this episode, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen during your workout, your walk, your commute, or whatever else it is you're doing. If you got some value out of this episode, I encourage you to hit that little share button and send it to a friend. I personally always share podcasts with my friends and family, and they are always grateful for it because it's a way we can all learn and grow together. If you wanna help support my show and help me grow, leave an honest rating review in iTunes. And if you really love what I'm doing here and want to support the show, you can click the link in the show notes to buy me a coffee. I self-fund this podcast with no ads and no sponsors just because I want to help more people live healthy, happy lives. If you believe in the mission like I do and want to help me grow, then that is a small way that you can get involved. Thank you again for your love, your listens, and your support. And I'll see you here next week. But until then, stay healthy, stay happy, my friends.